This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. The Council on the Future of Education. Fires of frustration and discord are burning in every city. Welcome to the Council on the Future of Education, or CFE. My name is Keith Reeves, a founding member of the Council, and today we're interviewing Dr. Rob Furman, a fellow founding member. He's an elementary principal and an accomplished author, speaker, and avowed fellow revolutionary. Rob, how are you today? Uh, Doing fantastic, Keith. Appreciate the intro there. Outstanding. Uh, Tell us a little about yourself and how you found yourself involved with the Council. Um, well, honestly, Keith, the, the, the council started um, because of you and I. Um, you and I have had many conversations about uh, the need to change education uh, in the future, for the future, for our students. And it got to the point where it felt like we were constantly having the same conversation over and over again and, and never really having a platform to from which to speak, from which to really gather other people, like-minded people, so that we would have this um, group mindset of how to change education for the better. Um, so I, I, I went through my Twitter groups and, and different people that I could find and um, sort of just launched some fingers out there to see if we could find some like-minded people that would be interested in becoming founding members of this organization. Um so, so honestly, it started uh, because of all of the conversations that you that you and I have had through uh, the seditionists uh, video site that you and I do, and, and those type of conversations. Uh, because it's a point now where uh, I'm starting to feel like talk is cheap. We need to start doing action, and you sort of need a team to do that. And that's how the council became. It appears from looking at the other individuals that you've brought to the table uh, for us to work with together in CFE that uh, a lot of them uh, share the kind of experiences that you and I have shared together over the years, Um, our attitudes and our philosophies, as well as our desire to put things into practice in the schools. Rather than being theoretical, we're looking at actual praxis. What kind of experiences um, and, and uh, circumstances uh, do you bring to the table that might differ, uh, differentiate you from some of our fellow council members, your specific experiences and passions? Right. Um, I, I think my strength to this group will be um, the practicality and keeping everybody sort of moving in, in one direction. Um I, I feel like I'm sort of the managerial side of this group right now because I want to be able to uh, keep the ball rolling, keep the group going. Um, and and I think, like, as you and I collectively, uh, we have a big mouth. So uh, I, I, I think <laughs> we'll be able to, uh, once we decide on, you know, what are our, what are our terms and what do we want to say – out there to the public, uh, I think like people like you and myself, we will be those people that uh, can shout it from the rooftops and, and, and are not scared to uh, to say it to the people that don't necessarily want to hear it but really need to hear it. 
Um, you know, in, in terms of my passion, uh, my passion right now is to to fix this ungodly industrial revolution system that we're living in. Um, and being an elementary principal in a uh, you know, middle class type of uh, school district, I could see how difficult it is to, to institute these changes. And it's very frustrating mm-hmm. because you just have so many roadblocks every every step of the way. Um, so my passion is to break through those roadblocks and, and really get a voice out there uh, so that the people that need to hear us uh, will hear us. Okay. Uh, if you were to describe what CFE is, if you were, if a teacher were to ask you, a teacher who doesn't know your work, who doesn't know my work, who's unfamiliar with genuine revolutionary pedagogy and policy, and you said, oh, I'm a founding member of the council, what would you say to that person about what the council is? Yes, and I'm glad you asked that because I, I think that, that we need to uh, – be able to say a similar answer to, to this between all 10 of us. Um, my original intent for the Council on the Future of Education uh, had several prongs. Uh, the first element was I want to create a, a, a social slash website environment where people can come to read about the resources that are available um, to hear the thoughts and ideas of change agents in order to uh, improve education. Because a lot of these things that we talk about, if you're a teacher, close your door and do the right thing, despite all the political craziness going on. Close your door and teach the way you know how to teach. And those type of resources I hope to find on our website through our experts. So that was one sort of element was that I wanted to create this resource for people who want to look for uh, future type of articles and information and resources. Uh, the other part of this, and probably the more important of the two, was I, I, I want to be able to create um, almost like a constitution or methodology, I'm not sure what term we'd want to use, um, that says this is what we feel would be a good possibility for the future of education, very much like the Committee of Ten did when they created public education so many years ago. Um, I think we need to be that next Committee of Ten, that next group that says, you know, based on research and facts and, and looking at, we have a couple futurists on our team and looking at predictions and scenarios for the possible future. This is what we see to be the proper uh, system for education in the future. And I want us to be the group that creates that. And then the third prong, which is uh, probably equally as important is we, I want us to be uh, the, the group that shouts that from the rooftops. Uh, I want us to be able to, to eventually become a group that um, can either be the policymakers or to get to those people who are the policymakers and, 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 have an opportunity where we can say to them, look, this is what we should be doing. This is the policy change that need to be happening in order to uh, create a better educational system for our kids. So uh, I see CFE as being those three prongs, uh, policy, uh, resources, and fundamentally creating that change in, in education so that our kids have a better future in education. Bringing high quality research based methodologies, pedagogy and policy to the table, um, consolidating that into a, a cohesive vision of education and amplifying that for teachers everywhere, I think is uh, a, an incredibly noble pursuit. 
And you mentioned, and I'm glad that you did because it's an excellent segue, that we have several futurists on the organization. Uh, those of you who don't know Dr. Furman's work, um, he's a relatively accomplished futurist. He, he's able to make predictions about the future of education, and, and he and I have had many conversations on this particular topic. He's authored several articles on the subject, which I encourage you to look up. Um, speaking of that future, if you were to look through your lens that you described, uh, taking what we know from research-based practices, what the science tells us, looking through your lens as a teacher, as a, as a craftsperson um, uh, in pedagogy and in, uh, and in children and schools. Give us one of your predictions for what you think, if you look through those lenses as a futurist, uh, what, what was a, an example of something that you see in the future of education uh, if we were to fast forward, let's say uh, in a time machine, you know, 10, 20 years? Mm -hmm. Uh, what do you think we're going to be seeing in schools? Um, pr probably the most interesting one right now, and, and it's not going to take 10 to 20 years. It's going to take three to five. Um, is going to be this this uh, explosion of VR and, and AR and AI, virtual reality, augmented reality, artificial intelligence. Um, eventually, when those three come together uh, in marriage, it's going to be very interesting because kids are going to be able to put on these VR goggles and they're going to be able to go to these locations. So instead of having a social studies uh, worksheet on ancient Rome, they're going to put these goggles on and they're going to go to ancient Rome and they're going to be able to, you know, walk and view and see these different areas. Um, you, you couple that with artificial intelligence and you've got a really interesting thing going on here because that AI module could be asking questions of the students and, um, and being able to sort of get a feel for, for, guiding their thinking as they're actually in ancient Rome. And it doesn't have to be social studies. You could you could be going through an engine block of a car. You could be going through molecules. You could be going through space. Um, so I think the visual aspect of virtual reality is going to really play a lot in our very near future. Um, AI is really interesting because um, a lot of people are thinking that AI is going to potentially take over uh, some of these educational uh tutoring and things like that. Um, I was doing some more research on that because I was actually one of those believers that that was going to happen. Uh, I'm not so sure that's going to happen as soon as I thought, uh, mainly because AI is really excellent at, at, at asking the questions, you know, what, why, um, what they what they can't do very well is the how. So they know if your answer is right or wrong, but they don't know why it's right or wrong. So it's that deeper thinking that AI has not created yet that would that would give um, students the opportunity to have more dialogue. So you know the the the, the live human element. Um, is, is still there where the AI wouldn't have that opportunity to be able to have those conversations yet with kids. Um, and that's okay because, you know, in, in one of my, in one of my talks, we always talk about how a, um, how, you know, no quality teacher was really ever taken over by a computer and nor will they ever, in, in my <laughs> opinion. Um, but I think the teachers that use the technology uh, are going to be safer than those teachers that don't use the technology. So uh, I, I think you're going to see uh, uh, in the hiring process uh, a lot more of um, if you're not willing to, to, to dive in, then, then you're not going to be able to get a job in education. So those are just some of the things that I've been tinkering with and, and reading up on. From your lips to superintendent's ears. My friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's uh, Dr. Rob Furman, one of the founding members of the Council on the Future of Education, facilitating the asking why and generally digging into the real work. If you're interested in critical and radical pedagogy, genuine critical authentic practices, futurist thinking for research-based policy, follow us at edufuture underscore U.S., Connect with us at edufuture.us or found us on, find us on Facebook by searching for the Council on the Future of Education. Dr. Furman, as always, it's been a great pleasure to speak thank with you. Thank you, sir, and thank you, everybody. This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.